Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is my kind of music, Alice. This is Tom Shattuck's kind of music. This is burn barrel type music. This is the Middlesex Concert Band. Alice and I have seen live before. Yes, at Mount Hood. And I've been to a few of their kids' concerts, uh, including one with an instrument petting zoo. Ooh. Check out a Middlesex Concert Band concert on Sunday, June 5th at 3 p.m. in Wakefield's state-of-the-art performing arts center in the Galvin Middle School. Normally, admission is $15 for adults, but this time it's free to everyone, thanks to a generous, anonymous donation. I like free. Ooh, yes, now more than ever. The concert called Stories in Music is a presentation of music that's been used to tell some of our favorite stories. More details are at www.mcbconcertband.org. That's www.mcbconcertband.org. Org. Again, the concert is at the Galvin Middle School in Wakefield, Massachusetts on Sunday, June 5th at 3 p.m. Alice. Mm-hmm. I am excited. I'm excited today. I'm excited. I'm excited. It has been a blur of a holy crap week. Absolutely no doubt about that. But I am excited. I did catch her a passive-aggressive shot, by the way, while I was lying in bed, saying, I'll just bring them with me to karate next time. I will. Because things fell apart when Alice left. Things <laughs> fell apart. Kids got there. Our, our kids are bold, and um, and they they are a, a an embedded resistance. But who cares? Let's not talk about that right now. So here's the thing. Um, we have. Um, I'll be speaking to Matt Walsh next week on Wednesday of the Daily Wire. Good get, honey. Well, thank you. You know, I've been working, I've been forging a relationship with those guys because I, I, I like everybody there. So I've talked to Clave and I've talked to everybody except for Shapiro, who I did talk to about eight years ago. That's it. He has four kids just like us, you know. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to have more. Um, so, and so does Matt Walsh. That's who I meant. Oh, I thought you meant Shapiro. He's got three ah. then. Um, so, so here's the deal is Matt Walsh, when I, you know, he's causing trouble with the trans stuff now. And he went out, he wrote the book, you know, Timmy the Walrus. Johnny the Walrus. You know, whatever, about a kid who identifies as a walrus. It was it's, number one it, in LGBT kids' yeah. books until Amazon moved it out of the category. Right, and it is terrorizing trans activists everywhere. And now he's got um, the What is a Woman, not only book, but also the movie, documentary. documentary. Yeah. Thank you. Thank well, you. you seem to be searching for the word. I'm just trying to help you. Give me a... F- four-second window to be able to try to recall it. I have the word now, though. So so this documentary is hilarious. Of course, it's got everybody on Amazon. They're having emergency uh, therapy meetings to discuss this, and uh, it's like code red at Amazon. They're doing these Zoom meetings saying, oh, guys, get ready. Oh, this isn't coming out. Education for people... So hold on, I'm gonna have to start. I won't start the whole show over. Understand if, if but we had another problem here. I'm not having a problem. I know you're not having a problem. I understand. Um, Hey, I'm gonna play this again because it's not coming out on my recording, and I'm not waiting around for your recording. So what happened was, and this is kind of interesting, is that today the during I was using the Comrex machine, which is a voice over IP thing, to broadcast on the radio in Connecticut. 
and the Verizon people, the Verizon quit. Oh, no, no, Comcast quit on quit on us. It stopped working in Connecticut. So we had to use some online thing, which actually works pretty well. So I had to re-plug everything into all sorts of different places here, go through this board, uh. use this mic, et cetera, on the fly, by the way, and to figure it out. In so doing, I had to depress the USB. Through button. Through button, exactly, because or else it was feeding back to the station. Mm-hmm. It's a mess, and I never repressed it. So this is a this is like getting a flawed penny out. This, this <laughs> show is worth more if you listen to the audio because it was not pushed back in. You and I heard the... Um, it, I didn't re- put the button back in, and so the intro never played in the audio version. So that's it. I've wasted everybody's time explaining this thing that doesn't matter, really. <laughs> if you saw the video, you saw a normal show. So right, but but this is a rarity. Keep it. It's like the Beatles butcher cover. Okay, so now here's the the um the therapy group at Amazon during a a group call to talk about Matt Walsh. I'm sorry. I yeah, I want to preface hard. this, this with. I want to preface this with, I also saw someone mention that this is really tough content. And if you're transgender, if you're gender non-binary, take, you know, and this is super triggering and this is super, like, it it would, like, I would understand if you needed to leave. This is for education for people who don't get it, who don't understand. (sighs) And I would understand if, if this was a lot, but equally... I want folks to know um, that we that we're doing this because this really matters um, to, to get this education out there. And the final thing we're going to show is a thirty second clip. Um, brace yourself of Matt Walsh. Brace yourself of Matt Walsh. And I want I would say I want you to brace yourselves of Matt Walsh reading his book. This is these are serious. This is serious. These are adults in a conference. Brace yourselves. For somebody to read a 30-second clip from their book. Right. Brace yourselves. They're, they're all harmed by this. Oh, my God, this is very dangerous. You guys, this is very dangerous. Which is remarkable. Kyle Dunnigan on Instagram, actually, mm-hmm. he has entire skits based on being oversensitive people. This is nuts. Those people are damaged goods. We have a lot of damaged people walking. I, I'm Tom Shattuck. I am obviously damaged in many different ways. I am 100% emotionally healthy compared to these people. Brace yourselves. Oh, my goodness. Talk about, you know, if you've got blue hair and a, a, a tight nose ring that goes in the middle, just please get a battery of shrinks and don't mention, don't don't ask for any interesting diagnosis. Just find a shrink over 85, please. Ugh. Eight, okay, sorry about that. So let's go <laughs> listen to. Do you want to, people to call your radio No, station? I took, I took, I, I took some of the, a few cuts from Matt Walsh. One of the things of having media privilege, Alice, is they sent me a copy of the movie. You, you, well, I watched part of it, but I didn't have time. And it is... I couldn't play it during my work meetings because if I accidentally went off mute, I could be Oh, yeah. Trouble. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so it's good. So it shows Matt Walsh, essentially, among other things, and uh, talking to uh, Gert Comfrey, who's a gender-affirming therapist, who is a, who is a woman who claims not to be a woman, but that's fine. Uh, she's actually quite uh, charming. Then it, it's also um, dark, Dr. Marcy Bowers, who's a sex change surgeon. Michelle Forcier, MD, who's a pediatrician. And doctor, this is Professor Doctor, Patrick Grzanka, who is a, a, gender, uh, a gender studies uh, professor at the university somewhere in Maryland. So let's start with Matt Walsh talking to Dr. Patrick Grzanka, uh, who is the guy from the from the university, the university professor, ask trying to get a bead on some very fundamental logic involving sex and mm-hmm. gender. We're talking about gender and, and sex, and there's a lot of controversies there. If we're talking about a trans woman has all of the male f- physical characteristics, so would that not be... A male, then couldn't, couldn't we plainly say this person is a male? Well, wh- well, I guess it's it's like wh- why are you asking the question? I think I I, wa- I want to understand <laughs> sort of why that's so important. So if someone tells Just you to, to sort of understand reality, so, 
But isn't that interesting? Why are you asking questions about this? Well, I mean, you're the professor of gender stuff. Why are you? I, I'm sorry, I have to question your motives. Why you're not simply coming in here and blindly speaking in in Saint Eglise, uh or right now? Why you're not simply, you know, speaking in the tongues we're speaking at? Why are you asking questions from the from the previous world where you'd ask questions based on intellectual curiosity? Isn't that remarkable? Why are you asking the question? Because there's a lot of 12-year-old boys who are saying they're girls now and a lot of affirming adults encouraging them into making permanent changes. Well, yeah, and we have this word male that we're both using, and I know what I mean by it, but I'm not sure what you mean by it because obviously we're speaking past each other. So I just want to know what you're even talking about when you say the word because we're both trying to use this word and it would be mm -hmm. helpful if we know what the right. other person if, means. Because yes, like, that's how language works. Yes, if we could define a few elements of the conversation before we do it. You know? Well, I mean, I think when someone tells you who they are, you should believe them. So if a person says that they're a woman or they're a man then that's them telling you their gender is. I'm, I'm not so sure why, what social um, in interactions would have to do with, with maleness or femaleness that would well, be- I'm not even talking about social context. I'm just, I'm just trying to start by getting to the truth, you know? Well, because there's a guy with his penis in the hot tub where there's old women and young girls. So we're trying to see the, uh, what root causes of this. But now the, the doctor now is taking umbrage. Yeah, I mean, I'm really uncomfortable with that language of like g getting to the truth again in social why, why life. Is that, why is that uncomfortable? Because that it sounds actually deeply transphobic to me. Uh, um, and, if truth? You, and, and if you keep probing, we're going to stop the interview. I, if I probe I, about what the truth is, you keep invoking the word truth, which is condescending and rude. I'm saying <laughs> to you, how is the word truth condescending and rude? Why don't you tell me what your truth is? And you're walking on. 30 seconds more of the nights before I get up. Ooh. <laughs> so now it's the Dr. Patrick Grzenka interrogating Matt Walsh interview, where he's demanding a few answers, or else I'm storming out of here. What my truth is? Well, I don't think I really have a truth. I think that there's just the truth, like the reality. And so we should begin by trying to figure out what the reality is. Uh-huh. And why are you concerned with when someone else tells you that they're a man, or even if they use the word male, why are you concerned with not believing them? Well, you keep bringing it back to, you know, how do you respond in a social situation? But That's what I do. I'm a social scientist. Well, right. Well, right. My um, faith in social scientists is remaining at zero, by the way. We're in a university. This is a place of understanding truth, isn't it? Or... Absolutely. We, are, we pursue the truth. truth, and so I'm a social scientist, and that's what I but do. you just said the truth is transphobic. Th that you would say, that you're, if you're saying the truth is that I get to say, you're not a man, show me your genitalia, that's transphobic. No, no, yes. I don't want to see anybody's genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Matt Walsh tries to now uh, paint a parallel picture to try to make some progress. Someone can make a statement about themselves that could be untrue. Like, for example, if I, if I were to say that I'm a black man, could you, would you accept that or would you be skeptical? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So these are the games you have to play if you're a super progressive, woke progressive. <laughs> well, are you? I mean, you can see that he's not. He's <laughs> a very Walshy, White Cliffs of Dover, white Matt Walsh. Are you? I'm ready to accept it if that's what you're feeling. Okay. Black? Are you African-American? Are you biracial? I don't think so. <laughs> well, you don't look that, and I don't think that's a... It doesn't sound like that's a genuine statement of who you are. Okay, but that's progress. We've now reached a point where he's acknowledged that people can say things about themselves that aren't genuine. Okay, so that's my point. I, I could make a statement about who I am that's incorrect. Of course, I think it's well established that human beings can lie, yes. Or not even lie. I mean, I could just be mistaken. Yeah. 
He says, not happy to be saying that, I think, because I think he sees where that's going, which is why which is why the full court press to interrogate Matt Walsh instead of answer questions. Uh, Isn't it interesting, by the way, that um, liberals are so keen on making sure that conservatives can't come to their campuses and talk and trying to prevent them from speaking and shouting over them so they can't talk? And conservatives love nothing better than to get the liberals to come talk to them yeah like tucker carlson is dying to get people like this on his show yeah matt walsh made a whole movie of them talking and literally saying what he they think libs of tiktok has built up a huge twitter following just literally replaying things liberals say about themselves they don't need any editing nobody's misrepresenting them conservatives love to show what liberals actually think and cons- and liberals hate for anybody to hear what conservatives actually think. Isn't that like pretty totally. telling? You, you'll, yes. Yes. I mean, you would think that the professor of gender studies could eat Matt Walsh's lunch. It should be easy. Just It should be child's play. Right. Seriously, you should be toying with it. They've a, made a whole study of this. You would think they would have considered all the possible arguments somebody could make to break down this worldview. Right. But no, they've only talk to each other and impressionable kids who are just going to nod and say, okay, mm-hmm. yes, professor. No wonder they like talking to kids so much. Right. I guess this all comes back, just, this all comes down to really one question, um, especially women, gender, and sexuality studies. So, so what? what is a woman? Why do you ask that question? <laughs> Uh oh. I just really like to know. What do you think the answer to that question is? Well, I'm I'm asking. That's why I came to a college professor who who's this is your this is what you do. What other kinds of answers have you gotten? What is this? <laughs> what is this? What is everybody else saying? <laughs> what are all the other all the victims saying of this uh hatchet job? A lot of like this, where you're where you're not answering, and I've gotten a lot of that. So I think it's interesting that you that you say that some of the people you've you've um, interviewed have been um, reluctant to answer it, and I think that has a lot to do with the way the questions that preceded it and the the way that you've conducted yourself in the interview. How have I conducted myself? How do you think you've conducted yourself? What? <laughs> what is happening here? What is happening here? You know, this is like you could get because- a better, more original. In dynamic conversation out of Siri. You could. <laughs> no, it's seriously, it is like the AI chatbots. But the other thing that it reminds me of is Borat and things like that, where they like on false premises interview people and have unsuspecting people appear mm-hmm. in something. But it's funny because this isn't under any false pretenses. This is Matt Walsh going and offering to interview people because he wants to, you know, have an honest, open conversation where they can answer questions about what they claim is their area of expertise. Right. This is not punking somebody into saying, should we give four-year-olds AK-47s and having a politician ham-handedly say, well, I I, I think there is something to to, 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 to self This isn't that. Right. But this guy sounds like that. Yes, he is absolutely on his back and his heels. You, you just really don't want to answer the questions, do you? I, I came today very willing and, and enthusiastic about answering questions about women's and gender sexuality studies, which is so the you wanted that to, I do. You wanted to answer questions about women's studies, and so shouldn't the, the first answer you should be able to provide is what exactly is a woman? Well, it's, it, for me, it's, it's actually a really simple answer, and that's a person who identifies as a woman. But what are they identifying as? As a woman. But, but what is that? As a woman. <laughs> do you know what a circular definition is? I do. He doesn't. It's sort of like what you're doing right now, where a woman is, is a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, because you're seeking what we would call in my field of work an essentialist definition of gender. I think it sounds like you would like me to give you a set of biological or cultural characteristics that are associated with one 
gender or the other. I'm not seeking any type of definition. I'm just seeking a definition. Yeah, and I gave you one. And that's it. So that's there you go. So uh, so I don't understand why this trans ideology project has to be a hidden uh, insular game where it, it's simply like total compliance and subscription. We're doing an all in thing here where we're all in. So everybody's in and we're all in, we're all in, we're all in. And don't ask any questions about things. We're affirming now. We're affirming. Is that it? Is that what it is? Is it the affirming, the affirmation? Are they? Are we so damaged in the last two de- generations that if everybody needs affirming, you you know you're. We understand that you're absolutely. Maybe it is. Maybe it's, it has to do with psychotropic drugs and the fact that there are two generations or more of people who are effing nuts. A lot of them should be in psychiatric psychiatric hospitals. Instead, they're teaching in academics. And they're among us, and so we've had. We have to find a way to make pretend that their twisted LSD trip reality is the reality. Right. We are absolutely at a point where people just are. I mean, this is like free form uh, society that we live in right now. Somebody just sent me a post that boggled my mind. That was from a mom's Facebook group that they're in where, um, somebody asked a question, just asked for advice about women's stuff. And one of the women answered, so this is a mom's group. And, um, she's a mom in this town with two kids. And she answered the question, uh, one of my partners does this, but I prefer this blah, blah, blah. And you know, just in passing, this is a mom of two in the town where you're raising your kids, and she's in the mom's group openly saying, you know, one of her sexual partners, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just, like, I can't live in a reality where people are so intent to, like, make sure that we all know that. And, I mean, like, because you could just say, I know someone who uses it, but, like, She's making sure to put it out there that we know that she has multiple sexual partners that she's regularly with while she's a mom of two in the town. And it's important that you know that about her and she's proud of it. Well, right. I mean, there's a few things at play. It's important that you know that about her. It's important that you know that she's special, Mm -hmm. that she's extraordinary. This is your entree. Okay. Now it's your turn. Let's see how you respond to this. Let's see. I've embedded in my response some intriguing uh details like fishing lures out there just to see who bites because what she really wants to say is what's next after somebody replies just to get to her freaking point you know about how um half the country or half the people in town are bigots and how violence is being visited upon kids and herself in this she's a victim and she's Oh, Dr. Um, Marcy Bowers, she is a a doctor who does um, uh, surgery. She's worked on teenagers as well, does surgeries mm-hmm. for trans kids. Matt Walsh asks her some questions or a question. What is a woman? A woman is a, you know, it's a combination of your physical attributes and then what you're showing to the world and the gender clues that you give. And hopefully those match your gender identity. The critics on the other side of this, of, uh, of, this, of this issue. There aren't many, but. You hear that? There aren't many. <laughs> uh, oh no? Go ahead. Just every there aren't human many who in history. would disagree with what you're saying about. Well, you know, the dinosaurs of the world are certainly out there. Can you imagine how insulated you have to be mm-hmm. from everybody else to imagine that that that's an unpopular view? <laughs> the the fact that yes. there are men and women right. is is a really unusual thing to think. Right. Yes, you're the crazy one for thinking that that dude is not a full fledged woman. Hello. I mean, there are yeah. some dinosaurs out yeah. there. Some people do think that. That's what they Not are. Not like every human in the history of the world has known this to the core of their being for all of human history until the last few years. And all of a sudden, everybody's decided that there's like a completely different reality. So without a spoiler alert fully along the lines of this. So one of the things that trans 
activists like to say is that uh, trans uh, identification has been with us for thousands of years, including mm-hmm. ancient tribes in Africa used to have trans people, etc., mm-hmm. and the American Indians, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, Walsh at one point goes to Africa and interviews. This is so. This guy is so canceled. He's not canceled because, but he is. No wonder why they they hate this movie. Walsh goes in interviews a, an African tribe, yes, of men, and tells them about the trans ideology. And what is their response? They're very amused. Their uproarious <laughs> laughter. Absolutely, it was all news to them. Okay, so here is this. This woman actually, actually, I have a crush on because she's cute and, and kind of sweet and nice. Her name is Gert Comfrey. She is a gender affirming therapist. So she's the gatekeeper. You know, there's somebody who's going to mm-hmm. see in a in a in a in a fair and balanced way what's going on with your child and what the action should be. Here is Gert Comfrey with Matt Walsh. I love her. I'm sorry. How do I know if if I'm a woman? You know, I. I That's a great I like- question. I like scented candles. And yeah. I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how do I know? Yeah, Matt, that question right there, like that question is like when it's asked with a lot of curiosity, right? That's the beginning of a lot of people's like gender identity development. She feels right now she's got a live one. Oh, this is great. I'm doing this right in TV. Does too. she not have a sarcasm detector? Or is she no. just has she just no, she's resolved? Excited. Has she just resolved to just take things at face value as she's like excited, Alice. A choice he said he likes scented candles and he's watched Sex in the City. She thinks she's got a live one here. She's can send him on for processing. Journeys. If my mom who gave birth to me is a woman. Mm-hmm. And my wife is a woman. Um, though I haven't asked her. Maybe I should. Um, but if they're all women, and also the boy who sits down with you and says, I, I think I'm a girl, actually is one, then, then what is a woman? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Great question. I'm not a woman, so I, I can't really answer that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, but then how does she know how to tell kids if they're a woman or they not? They are. <laughs> they, they just are so here's another woman uh, I can't. Uh, well I don't know if this is a woman actually I don't know what is anything anymore but this is um, Dr. Michelle Forcier she is a pediatrician and this is her chat with him male gametes that's what makes me male no your, your sperm don't make you male then what does it's a constellation in reality, in truth. <laughs> a constellation. There is no question outside of space that ever is answered by a non-insane person with, it's a constellation. <laughs> this is a 64-year-old woman with blue hair, which is not surprising. Don't make you male. Then what does? It's a constellation. In oh. reality, in truth. Okay. Whose truth are we talking about? The same truth that says we're sitting in this room right now, you and I. No, you're not listening. If I, if I see a chicken laying eggs and I say that's a female chicken laying eggs, did I assign female or am I just observing a physical reality that's happening in the world? Does a chicken have gender identity? Does a chicken cry? Well, a Does chi- a chicken commit suicide? <laughs> Let's frame it because you're talking, you're trying well, to... A chicken has sex like any, like any biological organism. An assigned I feel gender. you missed that part, Alice. Observing I heard the physical it. reality that's happening in the world. Die. Does a chicken have gender identity? Does a chicken cry? That's a great, very important. This is an AMD, by the way. It's a very important question. Does a chicken cry? <laughs> well, Does chi- a chicken commit suicide? Let's frame it because you're talking. <laughs> you're trying. A chicken to- has sex like any like any biological. Ha- <laughs> so the point being is that we have to toss out all factual science because somebody's feelings could be hurt and somebody could do mm-hmm. self harm. So that's what this whole thing is. Just following the machinations of somebody who's having a little trouble in their head to wherever it might go. Yeah, because they might cry or they might commit suicide. So you have right. to then... So we all have to make play along. You know, I would, rec- I would respect it more if they all said, by the way, shh, we know this is BS. Could you just play along? Because 
the healthcare costs for this person. Do you mind just playing along? We know it's crazy. If you just said that, I would have no problem. Has an assigned gender, but a chicken doesn't have a gender identity. So we assign female to chickens when they lay eggs? That's a, We that's assume they're female if they lay eggs. Male. That's you go. So there you go. It is called What is a Woman? That is the Matt Walsh uh, thing. And we'll have uh, we'll play some of the po- the interview with him next week um, when we're back here. I want to check in on uh, Karine Jean-Pierre again, Alice, because today, and I didn't see this live, but today uh, something happened in the White House briefing room, which I think is very interesting. Apparently, the new White House COVID coordinator, who's this guy who we talked about before? Ashish Jha. Yes. Ashish Jha got a um, question from members of the press as he was up there answering question, and, and he was wrapped by Karine Jean-Pierre. Doctor, do you believe all schools will and must be open this coming fall? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to go. I He has to go. I, sorry, I'm going to run off. Thank you. Sorry. He has to go. He has to go. I'm sorry. We're done here. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because I, I mean, I can't imagine a reason why schools should not be open in the fall. It, right. The idea that we would ever do that again, knowing what we know now, even if there's the COVID surge to end all COVID surges, the idea that we would once again close schools is insane to me. Absolutely insane. And you can tell the parents who are scared that they can keep their kids home and you won't mark them absent or whatever if they want to. And they can remote learn if they want to and you'll give them school credit. But the schools should not be closing this fall. But think of the politics of the thing. This is an election year. You're about to get blown out. You need those teachers' unions. You need them doing standi- standing outside, holding signs. You need them helping you. You need them operating phone banks. You need them doing whatever. They need those unions. I don't think this is going to fly anymore with people. Like I just, I don't think they're going to be able to do it again. I, I don't know. I think that they burned through the goodwill that they had with the American people. Right. So, if you didn't know, right now is 747, which means Joe Biden took Marine One over to Delaware about two and a half hours ago. Which Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So, to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Of course, played into um, Peter Ducey's question to Karine Jean-Pierre. If the president thinks that Congress must act immediately to end this epidemic of gun violence, is he going to bring any of the key players from Capitol Hill to the beach with him tonight? Oh, okay. Um, uh, So I don't have... a big part of candidate Biden's whole thing that he knows how to get things done? He does, he does. So there you go. Okay, well, you can ask me one of those questions. Okay. What do you think he's going to say tonight? Um, I expect the worst. I think it'll be, I think. Do you think he's going to push for a bill through Congress that's not going to pass? Or do you think he's going to do like an executive action? No, no executive action. I think that he's going to, um, say once again, we've had another massacre and 50 senators are keeping us from passing gun legislation. Um and that Chris Murphy is working hard and if he can have the conversation somebody else should have. Do so you think he's going to push to end the filibuster again? No, I don't think gun control polls well. I don't think it does. It it because if anybody bothers to learn about the issue, it gets 
complicated quickly. Yeah, I mean, even even this uh, more recent shooting in the Tulsa hospital, um, you know, is a completely different animal than the shooting that we had in Uvalde, Texas, right? Like, and they're not a similar type of problem, and they're not going to have the same type of solutions. This was a person who was angry at a doctor because he felt he didn't get good medical treatment, right. who went and shot the doctor and some other people who worked there. Right. So this is a totally different. The first one that was was nice and easy for Democrats because they had racism. That was a racist with a high powered gun who who, who was maybe put up to it by an FBI agent. We're not sure yet. Right. And and then the second one, of course, was a school shooting. Which brings in other things. And this one is a problem. This is a guy who goes into a workplace of a doctor who he's ticked off about. They tried to go with a uh, white supremacist angle. Some people did um, because it's Tulsa and there have Mm -hmm. been rage massacres in Tulsa before. So they tried to take that angle. But unfortunately, it didn't work out because the shooter was black in the Tulsa shooting. Yeah, no. I mean, he's he's beaten the gun lobby before. He has. Why not invite these lawmakers who maybe haven't beat the gun lobby and say, this is how it's done. But it's not his thing. Actually, fact. We saw he did that in in the Senate during during his Congress days that he beat I, the gun lobby. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. You can, you can say he wants gun lobby. I'm Look, with I you d- that he has a lot of oh. legislative experience. I'm asking why it is that you can say he wants to give these negotiations. Do you want to go to the beach with the president Something. tonight? <laughs> is I that would, what you're trying to tell me? I would love to. Look, I great. do. I well, that touche on that. The weather. <laughs> It is pouring outside like cats and dogs. It is not great. <sighs> but Look, if, if people no. are dying every day, why Absolutely. would this president then say he wants to give it some space and let somebody else? But you're also going to hear you're going to hear from the president uh, tonight, and it's not that he, you know, it's not that he hasn't been. In- Involved. He has been involved. I just listed out all the conversations, not conversations, but speeches that he's made. I just listed out the executive actions that he's taken. But I want to make sure that, you know, that it, it is very clear that the president has indeed taken action. He cannot do it alone, so he's asking for Congress to act. The American public is going to hear from him tonight. I don't have any, I don't have any meetings to, to preview or to lay out for. I'm not telling you it's not going to happen. I'm just saying I don't have anything to preview to, for you today. And the last thing uh, here, let's just let him wrap it up. Can I get not? You don't want to preview anything that's yeah. in the text tonight. But what law could anybody, the president or anybody else, propose that would guarantee that somebody who really wants to get their hands on a gun can? Well, they're having negotiations right now to talk through what the options are. Look, I mentioned the red flags, right? Red flag law- laws. And if if enacted, if enacted, that actually we have seen across the country in different states where it has been helpful. But look, we are we are we are going to give them some space to see what they come up with. The president. The the most important thing here is the president wants Congress to take action and to act. One more. Go for it. You got Chicago, for yep. example. They already have plenty of very strict gun laws, some of the strictest in the country. 47 people shot there over the Memorial Day weekend. Nine of them died. So which law would have prevented any of that? All right, well. Do, do we think that all these people the trapper keep were open, shooting each other are legally buying their guns? So here's, here, here's a couple of examples for you. I was just talking about the red flags law. Um, there are some examples here of how they've prevented tragedies. In California, a study showed that uh, California... She read, read the outline. There are some examples here of how they prevented tragedies, not the part she's supposed to read. Flag law has assisted in the prevention of 21 mass shootings between 2016 and 2018. Uh, Florida, since passing a red flag law in 2018, there have been notable cases of few of, of the law intervening in multiple cases of potential violence, uh, of potential violence. Uh, in C- Connecticut and Indiana, for, for every 10 to 20 preventions under the red flag laws, there was one fewer death than, than would otherwise have been expected. So when it enacted... That's a lot of vagary i gotta say and i believe mm-hmm. red red flag laws are probably a tool you could use but that's pretty vague i oh, prevented a lot of massacres in california just did experts say <laughs> really are we sure okay, so my last one would be you guys at the white house had some very hard headlines this week about inflation and about baby formula 
if there's nothing new that you can point to in this speech tonight, did you just schedule it to get people talking about something else? People have died. People have died uh, in the past couple of weeks in particular. Uh, we had 19 kids die in Uvalde just recently. A mass of a mass shooter uh, came into their classroom and killed them, plus their two teachers. There you go, Kareen. You're learning now. Act offended. That's the way to do it. Oh, Allison. <sighs> All but, right. Um, go ahead. Did you have some business to get to? Uh, I So there was one more thing I wanted to read a little bit of here, which is that, um, <clears throat> and then I'll go read some emails. But um, it is interesting because this White House is doing such a horrible job on all fronts. And it's like we saw, we talked, I think, a little bit about the NBC story about AIDS were starting to leak, how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And and The Hill is starting to write about who the potential 2024 contenders are for the Democratic side, which never would be happening in a normal presidency. Right. And um, so CNN came out with this piece today. This is uh, beneath Biden's struggle to break through is a deeper dysfunction among White House aides. This is by Edward Isaac Dover at CNN. Being familiar never makes the feeling less dreadful. White House aides emailing each other during one of Joe Biden's stops on the road, tracking who's covering what he's saying, which TV channels are taking the speech live and realizing a number of times that the answer was none. You're thinking, said one person familiar, why are we doing this? Biden and his inner circle get weekly readouts of the metrics on local newspaper coverage of his speeches, how long and for what he was covered on cable, but also videos that staff post on Twitter and other social media interactions. Those reports go on the piles with the internal memos from pollsters saying Biden isn't breaking through in traditional news outlets and that the people who are engaged are mostly voters who've already made up their minds. But beneath this struggle to break through is a deeper dysfunction, calcified among aides who largely started working together only through Zoom screens and still struggle to get in rhythm. (laughs) They're still finding it hard to grasp how much their political standing has changed over the last year. And there's a divide between most of the White House staff and the inner circle, who've been around Biden for longer than most of the rest of that staff has been alive. In an email to CNN, White House spokesman Andrew Bates said, that is not the dynamic in the White House. (laughs) At the center is a president still trying to calibrate himself to office. The country is pulling... Wait a second. That's not part of the quote. No. Okay. That's this writer. Trying to be helpful. Still Mm -hmm. trying to calibrate himself to office. He was vice president for eight years. (laughs) He's been in Washington since 1813. Yeah. When he walked into the White House, he told us it felt like coming home. Okay. Like... He's just fine. He's calibrated. This is what he is. Yes. This is him fully calibrated. The country is pulling itself apart. Just on its own. We're just pulling. By the way, he has begged the Saudis to drill for more oil. It looks like they are going to do it. Even though he was going to put them in their place for murdering a Washington Post reporter in quotes. Good luck. He's not going to hold them accountable for anything. The country is pulling itself apart. Pandemic infections. Pulling itself. It's great. It's great. <laughs> stop pulling us apart, Tom. Just you stop mm-hmm. pulling. Pandemic infections keep coming. Wait, so hold on. I need you to delineate mm-hmm. for me. Is that COVID or monkeypox? Pandemic infections. Okay. They all, okay. So it could they be either. keep coming. Could be either. One is lesions on the skin, which is excellent. <laughs> Inflation keeps rising. A new crisis on top of new crisis. Keeps rising. (laughs) A new crisis on top of new crisis arrives daily. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) And Biden can't see a way to address that while also being the looser, happier. Sir, more crises keep arriving in a loading dock. (laughs) Send them back. Bottleneck, sir. We're doing nothing to arrive them. No, sir. <laughs> um, <coughs> Biden can't see a way to address that while also being the looser, happier, more sympathetic, lovingly onion parody inspiring, oh. aviator wearing, <laughs> vanilla chip cone licking guy. An image that was the core of why he got elected in the first place. Oh, my place. God. Isn't that a telling uh, a sentence? My goodness. He had all the right things that we could associate with being fun and fuzzy and nice. He wasn't mean. He didn't. He never stared at the eclipse like the last guy. He ate ice cream. 
It's we can't. What that's really saying is we're having trouble seeing him right. like that anymore because he sucks so bad at being yes. president that the fun has gone out of this. He's the same as he was on the campaign trail. Right. He has to speak to very serious things, explained one White House aide. And you can't do that getting ice cream. Can you not? Did he not have anything serious to talk about on the campaign trail? Aides regularly talk about how little traction they're getting. This is getting. great. Do, you, do I have this? I sent it to you. I this is can't. great. Aides regularly talk about how little traction they're getting from one-off Biden appearances or events. And then, whether on inflation, the baby formula shortage, or mass shootings, or the other crises landing on Biden's desk, he's often left looking like he's I in don't... a... <laughs> hey, Biden didn't get any uh, attraction on this? And... Uh... Now, uh, you, I'm going to hand it over to uh, Secretary, Mr. Secretary, I'm going to have you speak now and your remarks, and then we're going to hand it over uh, to, uh, to Samara, to my, behind me here. He's often left looking like he's in a reactive crouch on the issues that matter most good to day. voters, rather than setting the agenda. Sometimes clipped moments from those speeches that the White House puts out on social media generate huge traffic, but at least as often moments from the president appearing to be caught off guard go viral on their own. Aides and allies worry that the West Wing is making the same mistakes as they tout the White House's big pivot to inflation, which they know is a defining issue for the midterms, using all the methods Biden and his top advisors keep going back to. A Wall Street Journal op-ed, a basic photo op Oval Office meeting with the Federal Reserve Chairman and Treasury Secretary, dispatching cabinet secretaries for short TV interviews. Why? You know, it's interesting because it really is like good insight into the problem at the White House, which is that they think the problem with inflation is that they need to explain better what they're doing. Right. Not well, that keeps telling them that they're working hard. What's we did problem? a Wall Street Journal op-ed. We did a photo op in the Oval Office with the Federal Reserve Chair and the Treasury Secretary. We sent out the cabinet secretaries for TV interviews. We don't understand why the inflation keeps happening. Do they know that a photo op in the Oval Office doesn't actually do anything to solve inflation? We withdrew our Ministry of Truth nominee. I think they honestly think that writing a Wall Street Journal Mm op-ed or like doing a photo op in the Oval Office is what the job is. Well, I think that, yeah, I think among other things, they're like, but wait a second. They're doing all the things that, that Obama did. I know. How come they're not treating him like Obama? I don't get it. I don't get it. Biden himself, meanwhile, is staying barely visible, spending all of this week at the White House and his beach home in Delaware, removed from any interaction with anyone who's actually on edge about their bills going up. On Thursday night, he'll deliver another speech from the White House on guns, one day after a hospital shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, just over a week after a mass shooting in an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, and two weeks after a racially motivated mass shooting at a grocery store in Buffalo. The president is a 79-year-old man who still thinks in terms of newspaper front pages and primetime TV programs, surrounded by not quite as senior aides in senior positions, with the same late 1990s media diet. Lifelong habits don't tend to fade when people get to their desks in the West Wing. These numbers that get put up by soft media, a senior advisor put it to others on staff recently, using a term meant to brush off all platforms that aren't older than Biden's grandkids, don't feel as real. It's not just the kind of news Biden consumes, according to CNN's conversations with 14 White House aides and other Democrats in close touch with the White House. After 50 years of looking up to the Oval Office, televised speeches and front page stories are how he thinks of a president making news. Still conceiving of the presidency as a sort of Rooseveltian ideal. Are we sure it's a 1990s uh, media diet that, that Biden is... Still centered on play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. He's still conceiving ah. the presidency as a sort of Rooseveltian ideal, where he can lay what's happening for an audience gathered around him to hear him. To, sorry, where he can lay what's happening for an audience gathered around to hear from a commander in chief whose schedule keeps getting cleared for him to write, edit, and review each set of remarks. 
A speech is presidential. Remarks are presidential. His view is if he can just explain to people what's going on and why, that people will understand, said one person familiar with Biden's thinking. They don't think that the president does anything except give speeches. They don't know that there's another thing happening. Right. Well, that, like all, running the country. that all of their core policies have imploded or exploded. And they've done everything wrong is, is one of the problems. Right. It's like you had... You blew with up Obama, the country and now Obama, people are upset about it and Obama, you still think it's your messaging. With Obama, you shot the Somali pirates and killed them. You gave the order to do that and they got the ship back and that was good. I don't, that was a good day for Obama. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't believe there's been any good days for Biden. No, I don't think he's had a win. No, no wins. Not one day. They, they, Obama, Obama, he gave a couple of, I thought, wonderful speeches, including after a couple of shootings. Good. Obama also gave the green light to go in and kill Osama bin Laden. That Biden which, didn't want to do, famously. Correct, which could have been a disaster, of course. But so he had some skin in the game there. Right. Which Biden didn't want to do. So here's where it gets really interesting. Which is, a, by the way, just small aside asterisk. Quintessential step on wife right there. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. I'll run the ball down the court uh, intending to dunk it with the and Biden didn't want to do it. But you steal it in the last second and then dunk it. That's... I am wearing my shirt today. Oh, are you wearing it? You look lovely yeah. today. You look profoundly pretty today. Thank you. Biden aides cite a range of other factors. A political press corps still hooked on Trump-style melodrama. A news environment. What? <laughs> no, they're not. They liked going for ice cream. They did. They didn't. You've now put them in an impossible position where they're now having to call this guy out. They didn't want to. Do any of this stuff? Right. So I mean, and when they get when they get answers like that after shouting at him, they're like, "Okay, we got to follow up on this, or else he's just said something extraordinary again." So let's keep <laughs> this going, I guess. A news environment dominated by Ukraine and pandemic, a Secret Service buffer that limits what Biden can do, lingering. What? Wait, wait a second. <laughs> The Secret Service is, is thing? stopping him from being the president. What now, was honey? he going to do if the Secret <laughs> Service wasn't around? What were the magical things that he was going to do? <laughs> Restart oil rigs? Just start pumping out uh, from the uh, from the old executive office building tons of baby formula? What was, he, what was the thing he was going to do? Yeah, he would be kicking ass right now, but you know, the Secret Service. <laughs> He's just not seeing him as potential lingering anxiety that he'll catch COVID-19 and become really sick. That's in between pointing fingers at each other for whose this fault is it is. This is great. This is great. They have the same internal meetings over and over, insisting that they need to change up their whole approach to how they're using Biden. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. <sighs> and then each time watch as nothing changes. Older aides dismiss the younger aides as being too caught up in the tweet-by-tweet tweet thinking they say lost the 2020 election for everyone else. And remember, that's 50 verse 25. The old man is 80. Yeah. Younger aides give up. What's the point of working up innovative ideas, they ask oh. themselves. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> if the ideas constantly get knocked down and the aides get looked down on for suggesting them. Responding to a question about the president's older media habits. Well, you know what it is? It's like Ron Klain coming in and saying, who invited the guy with the long fingernails to sit in Jen Psaki's desk and say, uh, yes, queen, by the way? And some millennials saying, that was me, sir. And Klain saying, don't ever effing ever offer an idea again. Ron Klain, by the way, is pretty caught up in the tweet by tweet uh, mm -hmm. machinations of, of liberals on Twitter, too. Responding to a question about the president's older media habits, Bates noted the weekly time set aside on the president's schedule for creating digital content and the over 70 people on staff who help create it and manage his various accounts, as well as two interviews in the past few months with online only creators. That, I think, should be the real headline of the story, that Biden's digital media is run by 70 people. Mm -hmm. 
What, what are they doing all day? <laughs> They're running all his digital... Trump managed his digital media just yeah. fine. Just fine. Yeah. The president has a well-rounded strategy that combines putting unprecedented resources into digital engagement, speeches that provide many of his most powerful moments, and person-to-person interactions that showcase important qualities like his empathy, Bates said. That's right, yeah. Okay, we should probably get going here. Uh, there's a lot more of this, but, know, but, but you we, can, get, we, can, we can do more tomorrow. You can do we'll, some on your show. We'll uh, maybe I'll Sunday. read some on your show tomorrow. Well, we'll come on the show on WTIC tomorrow. On WTIC tomorrow. Maybe I'll read you some more Biden. Good. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah, we can get to some emails here if we want to do that. Please. Um. All right. So we had quite a few emails on uh, the Starbucks situation. Um, Tommy in New Hampshire says that the Starbucks strike is perfect justice. They were one of the first woke corporations encouraging their employees mm-hmm. to write and share political opinions on coffee cups. Zero mercy, enjoying them eating their own. Correct. It is wonderful. The yellow water. My goodness. Uh, speaking of which, Lee writes about the yellow water. Is there a chance the yellow water is just pollinated rain water? <laughs> I would say that. You don't know how it is, man. There's yellow water. It was a waterfall, they said. And uh, Jim writes, Starbucks is on the way out. I like Starbucks coffee. It's good coffee. I drip brew espresso every day at home. When I'm on vacation, I stop into Starbucks at different city locations for pastry and mocha. Okay, I splurge. The shop in Albuquerque had a sign on the door that the lobby was only open for mobile orders. I guess walk-ins need not apply. I drove off. F them. Shop in Grand Island, Nebraska was just locked. Serving only the drive What the are you doing? Is this is Jim? Jim, yeah, he's a listener. Jim, what do you do for a living? What's happening here that you're finding all these Starbucks in the Midwest? That's what Nebraska is, right? Mm-hmm. They see me try to open the door and just look away. F em. I drove <laughs> off. I can get the beans online and grind them myself and avoid the aggravation, but I'm paying a premium for this product and it's an easy sale. What's wrong with them? A dying dog chews its own wounds. The union Because they're not them. true partners, man. They're not profit sharing with the brass. <sighs> yeah, and then... Um, Jim also wrote, um, he had written about your, uh, your incident with the police and said mm-hmm. that that was a stressful incident. Uh, but he did point out that it was not long ago that Tom was referring to Cyril as a little jihadist. But Ooh. now we learn that he is polite, charming, well-mannered, and stealing the hearts of waitresses. Heartwarming. I enjoyed that story. Ooh. Bring Cyril to the court date to charm the bench. I'm Ooh. glad things are getting back to normal for you. Hang in there. Ooh. I would, but I think they might flip him. Yeah, he could rat you out for any number of things that you wouldn't want him Correct. telling them. So... Anyway, that's what I had for listening. All right, let's go to the uh, chat chat. Here we go. Theme song. Cosby Show. Cosby Show. I'm bad at theme song. Oh, the tool time. I mean, that's uh, the Tim Allen show there. Home Improvement. Home Improvement, right. Yeah, it was that. that, Did it. I like Tim Allen, good conservative. He actually, it's funny, he was on with, um, I forgot who it was, maybe Dave Rubin or Joe Rogan, this is like five years ago, and he talked about how he very much dislikes kids. He's had his own, and he's all fine with them, but he considers them a waste of time, and I find it refreshing. Hmm. Thoughts on Tim Allen? I don't have a lot of, I mean, I like him, Hey, I'm still living with your ghost, lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. I don't want to be your down time. I I don't want to be your stupid game. With my big black boots and an old suitcase, I do believe I'll find myself a new place. I don't want to be the bad guy. I I don't want to do your sleepwalk dance anymore. I just want to see some palm trees. I will try and shake away this disease. Alice? I'm not sure what it is. If you forced me at gunpoint to make a wild mm-hmm. guess, I'd say just from the California references, maybe the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But oh, maybe or, or maybe Cheryl Crow. I don't know it. We don't know it. But the boots made me think maybe no, it's a country person. So I don't mm. know. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm, you know, I'm not really a lyric person, so I'm always surprised to hear what lyrics were. But we can give it another shot. I'll, we'll try to. In, we'll endeavor to get better, Alice. Hey, Tom and Alice, Mike and Girl. 
Hold on. Pepper is... I think it's probably just somebody walking by. Hey, Tom and Alice. Mike and Groveland here. Hey, Mike. Uh, With Massachusetts being such a a lost cause, um, have you guys started working on your exit strategy? And where's going to be, you know, and uh, where's a landing spot for the Shattuck's in the future? Um, Personally, I got a... daughter at Pentucket High School. She's got a few more years there, depending on mm-hmm. uh, where the college thing works out. I mean, we're looking to bail out uh, ASAP, but mm. uh, at the moment, we don't want to, you know, we never wanted to uproot our child. Um, you guys are kind of in the same boat, too. You get younger kids than I do. Um, well, anyway, so on your thoughts on that. Uh, personally, I'm looking at Arizona and especially uh, Southern Utah, where Spent some time here last summer. Uh, it's nice during the pandemic. No mask. Um, no BLM signs. No hate have. Hate has no home <laughs> here. Lawn signs. It was uh, yeah. very refreshing how America should be. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, well, first first thing we'd have to do is clean the house uh, if we're going to sell it, which is the first obstacle. <laughs> so I don't know if we could get that done. But we think about it. All the time, and I really like this house, and and I think it's kind of pretty and great, and I think this town is good. Uh, there's not there's nothing to this town, but it's a, it's kind of a nice place to live for a big family with a nice big house. Um, it's not, I mean, not I don't want to say big like big. It's not it's not it's big it's enough for us. Been in work in finance, big, but it's big for us from where we came from because we had a tiny house in Melrose. And the market was inflated. But, I I mean, I don't know. I think about um, North Carolina. I don't... I'm done with the winters. I'm, like, done. Totally. And we've been uprooted. Our kids have been uprooted from their schools anyway. So, for us, it's the, the, like, moving wouldn't be If I'm going to move across the country, I'd rather be somewhere that's more conservative than North Carolina. North Carolina's pretty purple. Oh, is it? I think so. All right. The one that says just me testing, do not use that's, that you? That's me. That's okay. I was showing the kids how to use the thing. Okay. Is there an alcoholic? Do you hear that, Alice? What does your son say? Yeah, that was my son, who is now... <laughs> I don't think that was micro-targeted to me, necessarily. But that is my son, who is now a Simpsons fan, because he watches The Simpsons, which I totally... I'd rather have him watch The Simpsons than go to college, to be honest. <laughs> and that is him uh, doing Bart Simpson, calling up Moe's Bar and pranking him. Is there an alcoholic? And that is that. Or really a very thinly veiled and dark uh, query about his parents. Hi, Habibis. It's Les. I shared some photos today of my Burn Babe merch that I recently received. And I want to extend an olive branch. And I hope that my comrade in arms, Toast, will join me extending an olive branch to Team Shadhead. I do believe that we can all coexist in peace and harmony in these divisive times. We do need to come together in support of truth, justice, the American way, and the Burn Barrel podcast. Love you all. Bye-bye. Thank you, Leslie. And I did see those, Alice. Mm-hmm. I thought she looked like a million bucks. Thought she, she looked great. She looks fantastic. I would say it was a risque uh, photo shoot. Would you agree? Why was it risque? A little risque, I would say. I think uh, some people would say a little risque. Uh, uh, tastefully done. But I think she looked great. I don't I think, think there she was anything great. risque about it. I think in a classy way, Alice, but... Okay. Certainly, uh, you know, in this, okay, I, I'm only, I only get in trouble. I'm only allowed to objectify my wife, right? I guess Am so. I not I'm allowed not to? I'm not stopping you from doing anything. I'm just, I just disagree with you. That's different. Well, I'm, okay, that's fine. I don't want to get in trouble. Thank you always for listening, everybody. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. We're also at burnbarrelpodcast.com where you can leave voice messages. You can email us at burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're an Apple user like my husband is, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's supposedly good, so do that. And uh, watch a video on Rumble or something.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.